Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDubs.com podcast. Steve, I realize I say welcome back when we could have someone tuning in for the first time, so maybe I should change it. Maybe it should be, uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to... Well, is it a welcome if you've been here before? I don't know. I think I'm overthinking the intro. I think so, too. Mm. I was, hello, everyone. The, would you just say hello, everyone? This is the CanadianGameDubs.com podcast. Maybe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about it. Regardless... It's episode Marinated. 177. This uh, is going to go up. Ooh. Do I want to commit to finishing editing this tonight? Yes, I will. This is going up Oof. February 15th, 2021 for patrons. February 17th for everyone else. We're recording on Family Day because, Steve, you had a big weekend. Mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, I moved to my mommy's place. Aw. <laughs> big, big changes in the world of Steve and his family. I think I'll... I'm going to save it for a post or whatever next week. Okay. But basically I live, I don't live in Toronto anymore. Uh, and I live in Owen sound. Nice. But I'm, but like, I'm still married. I still have a kid and I still have a great life. Good. <laughs> but there, but other changes are happening. You could argue your life's getting better. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, this last week or so has just been so freeing and uplifting and just and like, I'm just so excited for the future for the, for the first time in a very long time. I'm excited for, for the future of, of every, of all the projects that I do of all. Yes. So. Yes. One of those projects, Steve is this podcast, which of course is dedicated to covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them more than a podcast. Steve, it's a site. It's a community. We have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can back us on that Patreon for two day early access to this podcast uh, Discord perks, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events, shoutouts at the end of every episode, the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene, and at our top tier, we will plug anything you want on the show every week, like our top tier supporter Eric Beer, go check out thebotbook.com for all of their work, thebotbook.com, see what Eric's up to. You should also check out all the ways you can support the indigenous movements across this land, and Landback Lane in Ontario, they're taking it to court, Steve. It's in court. They are hopefully going to get some help with this. With Suetin in BC are fighting against Trudeau's pipeline, which is going to crack and spill oil everywhere in like the next one to five years and ruin everything because that's what pipelines do. And the Mi'kmaq out here in Nova Scotia are getting support to help exercise the treaty rights to draw a moderate livelihood from their fisheries. All of these things are things we have agreed to do with indigenous peoples and then promptly not done. And I think that's bullshit. And if you want to support that links at the top of the show notes. All right, Steve, let's start with some uh, paperwork, shuffle the papers. I should get a sound effect for that. Cause I really like that sound effect. Um, start with some jobs, Steve. We got Sago mini in Toronto. They're looking for a data engineer, unity game developer and a talent acquisition manager. Again, that's in Toronto. There's also pop reach out in Vancouver looking for a lead game programmer, senior game designer, user acquisition manager, and a product manager. <clears throat> That's, once again, PopReach out in Vancouver. And did you add some new ones that I don't think I I've added yeah, to this so document then? Uh, Sleeping Giant Interactive. They're looking. They're still looking for a character animator rigger. Um, mm-hmm. That's in Toronto. It's a contract position. Uh, they actually list the salary at just under $55,000 a year. Um, and I forget i think it's still stitch media is looking for oh you meant whether it's in studio or not 
Yeah, I was looking to see if, if Sleeping Giant was still in the studio. Actually, um, they have an employment address, so maybe they got a studio now. But anyways, you can you can uh, reach out to Brendan at sleepinggiantgames.com. And then, yeah, Stitch Media um, here in Toronto as well is looking for a Unity game developer as a full-time employment. Um, they're mobile, mobile dev, so I'm assuming it's something with that. But it does say a- AR slash VR or console game development experience is a bonus. Mm, um, that's exciting. So you never know, but anyways, they're uh, yeah, they're looking for a Unity game developers. Stitch Media. All of these, Steve. CanadianGameDev.com slash jobs. Events. I got three I want to plug for you, Steve. The IO Marketplace put on by Interactive Ontario is happening February 18th, uh, 1 to 9. Uh, it's connecting video game studios and music publishers and composers. So if you are looking to get music into your game, uh, maybe get music licensed. All that information will be at this event. You should check it out. Apprenticeship Career Fair for Emerging Black Professionals and Students, also by IO Interactive, is happening February 25th to 26th. That's, once again, a career fair for emerging black professionals and students who are looking to get in the games industry. Steve, it's February Black History Month. If you're a black game dev out there, or a student, or just a, uh, someone curious about how to get into that, this career fair is for you. And DMG Toronto Dance Making Games is having their annual general meeting at the end of the month, Saturday, February 27th. Go become a member. Go to that meeting. And then we insert the paper shuffling sound effect right here. If they're did all the, in a, a nice stack. Did the co- did the insert coin? That was thing? the uh, Interactive Society of Ontario, or uh, Nova Scotia, last Friday, I believe. Oh, that already happened? Okay. Mm-hmm. My bad. My bad. No worries. They also do cool stuff. I've been to yeah. a couple. <sighs> all right, Steve. I got some news for you this week. Uh, Big acquisition in Vancouver. Eastside Games, makers of big mobile games like the Cheech and Chong one, and I think the Trailer Park Boys one, maybe? They got acquired, Steve, by Leaf Mobile. This is the second studio they've acquired in Vancouver in the past year. It's a huge... Uh, hey, Steve, you can invest in their, their tickets in this I know, I was just looking at I'm just about to look at that. How are they doing? <laughs> uh, let's see. Leaf stock print... The ability to have a certain size and scale provides a definitive competitive advantage in this space, and that's everything from improved costing. Blow, this is so boring. Darcy Taylor, CEO of Leaf Mobile, told BIV. How are they looking, Steve? They are they are up this month by two does it give me the percentages here? They they're at the start of the or about a month ago they're at five bucks, and now they're about just under seven. But if you look at the like one year, they're they're up. They're they look like they're a healthy healthy looking stock actually. Huh. It looks like June two thousand eighteen though is when they hit their peak around ten dollars, and then they had the dip uh, the last year, and now they're kind of on the rise again. So looks like they acquire a lot of uh, mobile game studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're known for Trailer Park Boys, Greasy Money, and Pop Farm, as well as Cheech and Chong Bud Farm. A lot of weed mobile games, I guess. I guess? I don't play any of these. I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I don't play a lot of mobile games, except for Grindstone. Uh, Yeah, congrats to them. Uh, And as Regina Games Dev said in our Discord, uh, a Canadian game acquired by, or a Canadian game studio acquired by not a non Canadian company. Who'd have thought? I think that was a joke yeah. about Tencent acquiring everyone. Yeah, Anywho. and actually the last quote here is, we're proudly a Canadian story. So There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Steve, I got a physical copy here for To the Moon, which is a huge Canadian indie cult hit. A lot of people might not know about RPG Maker developed game. 
Um, it's out now, uh, available for pre-order on Limited Run's website for Switch, and they also have a collector's edition. So if you're a fan of To The Moon, you want to help out a Canadian developer making physical products for their games, you should check out To The Moon. We featured their second game coming out, or sorry, their third game coming out uh, on Wishlist this free, previously, Freebird Games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the first one. It's at a 10 out of 10 on Steam, uh, 4.6 out of 5 on Google, and a 94% on Humble Bundle. People love this game, Steve. 38,000 Steam reviews, still at a 10 out of 10. Explain that to me. <laughs> No idea. It's six six percent off right now on Steam too. So there you go. Check that. Overwhelmingly out. positive. I've uh, have you played this? I've never actually. I haven't. Um, when we did the uh, most anticipated Canadian game uh, survey for the po- end of year poll last year, this got written in a bunch. Or sorry, the the third game coming out got written in a bunch of times, and that's how I actually discovered they were Canadian because uh, they say Canada on their Twitter uh, bio. Nice. Um, but yeah, so yeah, a bit of a cult hit here. Ken Gao oh. is the lead designer and writer. Cool. Imposter Factory. Movies? That's the new one that's coming out. Oh, yes. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This all, all makes sense. Wow, this game is almost 10 years old now. Crazy. That'll be coming up soon. November, November 1st, 2011. Speaking of games getting old, Steve, Warframe turns eight this spring, and as such, London-based... Digital Extremes is doing a huge event. Uh, they actually announced this, Steve. Uh, the next three news stories come out of the Epic Games Showcase, which I watched on Twitch this past week, looking for Canadian stories to pluck out. Of course, Warframe partnered up with the Epic Games Store at the end of last year to release there, along with an exclusive bundle of Epic uh, Store like guns and stuff from Unreal Tournament. Um, and we did a little history lesson there that uh, Digital Extremes and Epic Games actually like were working together pretty closely for most of the 90s, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new spring event is going to have loads to come. Uh, there's a pretty detailed, how long is this video? Two-minute video, breaking all that down. Um, a bunch of words I don't recognize because I don't play this game, so I'm sorry. But <laughs> until, the, until February 23rd, they have a big like Valentine's Day theme event, which... One of my friends is telling me they're very excited about. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. And then, yeah, a nice. bunch of stuff leading up to the big eight-year anniversary, which we is... We did... Uh, I forget. We, we just interviewed... Alonzo. Alonzo. Is that... What's the status on... I, 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 don't, I forget the schedule of when we're posting interviews and stuff like that, so I apologize. Oh, man. I got a bunch. Like, I'm half done, and I just need to, like... I just need to like sit down like a Saturday, Sunday and just hammer these out and schedule them up. I wanted to do them every other Friday because I feel like that works. But um, yeah, Alonzo would be the second one to come out after our interview with uh, Bioware art dev intern Blake from our Blake. Discord. So that'll be second. I think I can commit. Am I, do- am I making two commitments on one podcast, Steve? I think I am. Oof. Are you going to just do them all tonight? No. Uh, I told my friend <laughs> I would watch a movie with him because we can do that in this province. But... What? <laughs> that was a joke we're actually hey I, I, I can start doing stuff tomorrow in one sound we're going you're in, not a red zone yeah we're in y- yellow i don't know what yellow i don't know the zones because like toronto's just always has just for the longest time just been like just stop doing shit mm-hmm. but now i'm not in toronto so i yellow i don't know what the again we're going into yellow is all i know what that means i don't think the cineplex will open but mm. yeah our Sophia cineplex still has not been into a cineplex so no, I, even before that, my Sophia, my daughter, has not even been in a restaurant yet. Wait. Be- That's crazy. Because yeah. she was born in October. Yeah. The first, like, three, four months is just chaotic, right? Yeah. 
And so we didn't go anywhere. And then COVID hit in like March and we were like, eh, better not. Huh. And then Toronto's just been, and then even like in the summer when it kind of like kind of was gained pretty good, we just, we were just always kind of not going out and stuff. And then, huh. so we're trying to think of the first Owen Sound restaurant to go to. There's only a few, so. <laughs> <laughs> Options are limited. Yeah. Warframe launched March 25th, 2013. I remember that PlayStation Four. I had, I played on PlayStation Four. There you go. Congrats to them. Next out of the uh, Epic Game Showcase, Torn Banner Two from uh, Toronto-based. What's their studio called? Mm. They have a cool studio name too. Um. Oh, geez. Torn Banner Tripwire no, 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 Interactive no. is the publisher. No you, you, no, you fucked this up. It's Chivalry uh, Two. Gets Chivalry the Two. Torn Banner Studio is the name of the dev. I did fuck that up. From Toronto. Yeah. Oh, I wrote it wrong on the thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you even Anyways, care Steve, about Canadian games, dude? I do. There's so many. Uh, it's having a closed beta March 26th to 29th, so you can check that out. And it's launching June 8th. I think this one is also an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. Yes. Uh, but it's coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series XS June 8th, as well as the Epic Game Store. And they are also stoked to announce... There will be cross-platform play with consoles and PC. They have a developer diary breaking down everything leading up to the beta, what they're hoping to test and improve on before the launch, uh, March, April, May, two months later. Mm-hmm. Check it out, Steve. I'm a, we should play this beta together. You play on PS5, I'll play on PC. We'll see how that cross-platform works, because I bet that's Ooh. something they're trying to test. I like it. Did you play any of the... Did you play Chivalry before? Because they also... They did... This is... I find it interesting when devs have like a huge success, and then they go on to do something else and then they kind of come back to i don't want to say maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but like they kind of then go back to like what they found success in because like Drinkbox had a lot of success with guacamelee mm-hmm. they made severed and then came back to guacamelee too so so chivalry came out and was like a huge thing i think it was a mod for um army uh the army game i think Arma? i think i might be wrong on that i think it was i did i think it did start off as a mod as a game and then they had a, they had another like sort of Overwatchy but Magic Mirage I think, um, type of type of game and I guess maybe it was it, a, it was a Half Life mod BT Dub. Oh, okay, yeah. So then they had uh, Mirage Arcane Warfare that came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was like a first person team based multiplayer thingy similar to like I I think it looked sort of similar to like Overwatch, mm-hmm. but I guess you know. It's to review well, but maybe they're just like, you know, Chivalry 2 is kind of where where we've been making our bank. Let's go back to that. That's what our fans want. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Chivalry is from 2012. So this, yeah, the sequel is, mod. yeah, the sequel is uh, almost 10 years, uh, 10 years later or whatever. So nice. nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, we should definitely play the beta. Good. Uh, last news today, Saskatoon-based Noodle Cake is publishing Summer Catchers on Switch. It's out now. You can check it out. Uh, it'll also be 50% off on everything else. Steve, let me tell you a bit about Summer Catchers. Embark on an epic road trip adventure of a lifetime in Summer Catchers. With your trusty wooden car, you must travel to distant lands full of mystery, strange creatures, and exciting races in your quest to finally experience summer. This game's hella cute. It's got a beautiful 2D pixel art style. Um, yeah, I love side scroller. Um, it's got kind of like the driving physics remind me of those like browser driving games. Mm. 
um, mm-hmm. mixed with like text on the bottom, like text box with options as you're talking to characters. Looks great. It's going to 15 Canadian dollars. Oh, look what you can do on this website, Steve. You can add to your wish list, huh? Nintendo doing something, uh, doing something PlayStation can't. PlayStation or Nintendo does what Sony can't. Sony. Um, Sony. <laughs> what they used to do, but now won't. Yes. Um, there's so many times where I go to Google like PlayStation Store and then just look up a game to see if it's on sale or something like that, and then mm-hmm. want to wish list it or just like. Or just whatever, and I, I just swear to my like I, under my breath, I'm just like motherfucker, like why <laughs> is it like this? Like today, actually, when I messaged you about Godfall being on sale, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I should just add this to my wish list so I get notified. And you don't even get notified because <laughs> I think you do get a PlayStation notification because I had Ratchet and Clank um, wish listed on on PS5, and then I got fucking spammed with like eight different notifications saying it's on sale and all the different versions and stuff. But anyway, Sony, Sony's annoying. Uh, no, PlayStation's annoying. When you pre-order a game, you pay right away. Huh. So there's, I'm just like, eh, like I don't really feel like, like that game's not come till June. I'm like, I don't feel like dropping money now. No. Like, and waiting for something till June, like when there's no incentive. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think you get like a theme or anything because there's not really themes on the PS5. So. I also want a disc, personally. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that game, yeah, that could be a disc. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, the, that's the other thing. You pay tax on the PlayStation Store now, don't you? Do you? You didn't for I, so long. I think so. I think true. I think they mentioned because uh, basically the rule was if you didn't have some sort of like office in Canada or whatever, you didn't have to charge tax. Huh. And then Trudeau was like, I guess now was just like, holy fuck, I'm giving away so much money for COVID, like. We need someone think of something, and I think they. Uh, I think now you do. I haven't bought some on the PlayStation Store this year yet. That I maybe I did Cyber Shadow actually, but I don't really recall. Because I remember uh, keep, looking at that cart, and it was like seventy nine 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 all the way to the end, and I was like, "Huh, yep. all right." The last four games I looked at on the eShop browser was Summer Catchers, Super Crush KO, Grindstone, and a short hike. Nice. That's Great. a that's a solid good list. Good trio. Anyway, that's it for the news. No, no, there's for... one more. One more. Oh, there's one more. What did I miss? Lightning Rod Games uh, has updated a fold apart. Steve's they game have, of the year. Twenty. They have um, a great game. There's two. I guess they have two updates coming out. I think I think I saw, but there's certainly one right now. It's all new, free bonus chapter featuring none other than Her Royal Highness Princess Pupper Pants. They they mentioned that in the. And the game, if you if you remember playing it, um, the updates on Apple Arcade, Switch, and Steam, huh. and then they mentioned in a tweet later on that it is coming to PS4 and Xbox uh, versions later on. So free update. So download the game and uh, yeah, I guess it's just like a new chapter. So it's probably like maybe 20, 30 minutes of extra content, maybe even less. But there and you it's go. half that was my off favorite game. until February twenty second. Yes, yes. Pick and I mean, the cheapest way to play the game is Apple Arcade. So if you really if you if you want to like just play this game and I think you should, you know, get that five dollar Apple Arcade subscription or whatever. But yes, um, it is much better with a controller. So there's a little give and take. I also liked it with a mouse and keyboard for what it's worth. That's fair. All right, Steve. That's it for the news. Now I'm gonna move on to wish list. This every week I highlight three upcoming Canadian made games. Steve has said to his wish list. 
right now, and I play oh, all the sound effects. I don't even have Steam open. That Sebastian Sorry, gave us. No worries. Let me open Steam. First game, Steve, I want to plug for you today. It's Cardful Planning by Wacom Games and PEI, currently living abroad in Japan. Good for them. Oh. It's releasing April 2021, which is very close, Steve, and you can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, Take the role of a brave little playing card on a flipping adventure to save your captured companion, solve puzzles, and outwit enemies with four suitabilities as you make your way through the dungeon. This is cool. It looks like, um, you know those games where like you had a, a block that you could flip and you were trying to like flip it through the space to get it to land where you wanted it? Actually, never mind. The more I watch this trailer, the less it looks like that. Mm. I take that back. But... It's got like a very simple black and white with some green and red art style. Uh, your card flipping around tiles, getting abilities, avoiding. There's like some bullet hellness to it. Um, you have a couple abilities in the bottom right. I think those are tied to your suit. Yes, can confirm. Oh, that's yeah, that's neat. I like that. And Steve, gifts <laughs> in the Steam description. The club carry lets you pick up and move blocks with you. The diamond dash oh. lets you dash around quickly. The spade shot takes out enemies from a distance. And the change of heart flips your card over without having to move. Oh, so are you trying to land face down on the end, maybe? I think so. Mm, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I like this. Me too. Yeah. This looks great. Uh, they, post, they posted on our Discord too, right? They did, yeah. They also DM'd mm-hmm. us on Twitter. So we got you. Oh. Uh, walk home games. We got you, walk home games. And it's coming uh, April two thousand twenty-one, so it's coming soon. This is, this is efficient. This is an efficient game, Steve. Just from this trailer is how I would describe it. Yeah, I like this. It's cool. I got a. I don't have the sound on. I want it. You want to hear oh, what yeah. this? It's good. I just wanted. To, I just want to get a little piece of the the soundtrack, and it it is sort of that that tune chip uh kind of style. Which I, I think you meant chip tune. Chip tune. No, there tune chip. Yeah, it's it's chip tune. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask Steve, is Cardful Planning by Wacom Games from PEI currently based in Japan on your Steam wish list? Yes it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list this. I always stretch that out so I have time to write down the time code, just a little behind the scenes there. Flowing Lights by Geffen Me. Nope. G okay, this is a terrible studio name. G F A U M N E in Montreal. <laughs> it's releasing this year. Uh, you can wish this on Steam. Quote: Flowing Lights is an arcade puzzle shooter. Each combat is a puzzle that will challenge your reflexes and tickle your neurons. Improve with each try. Improve until the perfect run. There is always a smarter way to win. That was a, a rude. It's G Gafun Gafni Gafni. Nope. It's difficult. I'll give you that. It doesn't make sense uh, to an English speech- speaker. Maybe it's a, a play on words a French speaker would understand. Um, but yeah, it just went over my head like that. You know that gif of, of Superman and it's like the joke and it just goes over his head and he's like looking around. Yeah. Yeah. I've, well, that happens a couple of times when we're, when we're talking and you're like, oh, I get it. Oh, like, the, I get like it. the medium the other day or the, not the other day. Yeah. The other yeah. I just got that. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. slow with those kind of things. Things that should be super obvi- obvious. Just, just over my head. That's fine. You don't got to. You, you, you never got to be the smartest dude around. Don't worry about it. Why should you play? Is the top of the scene description. Flowing lights is designed around delayed gratification. A few failures will add up for greater satisfaction with each victory. 
Die and retry gameplay has to be done right. In Flowing Lights, the controls are smooth, easy to master, frame rates a solid 60Hz on most computers, art style is uncluttered, so each bullet is easy to notice. Old school arcade gameplay, puzzle elements for a varied fresh experience, 180 plus handcrafted combat situations, power-ups, combos, and ranks for more replayability. What do you think, Steve? I like it. I'm getting the... um... Sort of like how the Curve Space, another uh, Canadian indie that we've mm-hmm. talked about before, how it has like the the weird kind of because it's a three D. It looks like at its core, it's a three D twin stick shooter, right? Yes, that's what it looks like to me as well. Whereas, but then like when Super Stardust was just a sphere, like Curve Space has like weird kind of cool areas with physics and stuff, and I'm kind of getting that vibe here where there's like hills and bumps and stuff mm. like that. And, and bullets, like if the if the train dips down, the bullet dips down and the same height above the ground. Yeah, exactly. And and the and you can see the bullet like there's one where about I don't know, six seconds, five seconds into the trailer, it's like this S thing. Um mm, I see this. I see this. Yeah, yeah. So oh my Steam wants to update. And there's like a hill and stuff. So I like that. The adding some physics to it and uh yeah, man, it looks sweet. The gift looks really cool. The, like, there's some gifts too. Two gifts, really good. good work. All right, Steve, I gotta ask: Is Flowing Lights from Gaffney in Montreal on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Last game today on wish list. This, Steve. It's Paper Jam by T Monster Games in Ottawa. It's coming soon in all caps on their Steam page. Quote. If you love word games and VR, you'll love playing Paper Jam. Can you make enough words in time? Can you solve anagrams in the bonus rounds? Unlock the story of the robots in career mode or play a quick game for the high score. Solid uh, Steam description. I'd give that 8 out of 10. About this game, it was the time of robots <laughs> reading books. Sadly, all of the printing presses are damaged and they miss single words from each new book. As a new recruit at Row Books Store, <laughs> it's your job to make words to complete each book for each customer. Cool. Yeah, it's like a VR uh, game where you're like, just they look like um, the letters you put into like a press <laughs> to like stamp onto a book, you know? Yeah. Uh, like type, like typeface. You're putting those down. Yeah. Um, but you kind of like hold them in front of you, like Scrabble letters. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm watching the I'm watching the trailer right now, and I'm getting the vibe of uh, like uh, Job Simulator. Job Simulator, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, and it looks sweet. And you know, I don't have a VR anymore, mm-hmm. but um, this looks really cool, actually. Oh, they make a typewriter sound when you hit them. Okay, okay. Ooh. Yeah, I take it back. It's not like typefacing. It's like you you are in a VR space, like hitting. Um, big floating keys, yeah. That uh, make a make like a typewriter sound when you smack them down. Did you ever play uh, Typing of the Dead? Did not. Oh, it was so it was like a House of the Dead, which was okay. like a light gun shooter thing. Mm-hmm. But then they made like a Typing of the Dead version of it, where you had to type to like kill zombies and stuff like that. Mm. I'm kind of getting that vibe where it's just like these guys kind of come up and and say lag or whatever, and you got to type it out really quick. But now it's VR, so it's kind of even cooler so it's gonna is, support uh cool. valve index htc vive oculus rift and windows mixed reality all the big ones is it uh is it coming to ps4 maybe PS5? that sounds hard let's do uh let's do a quick quick search paper jam puts you inside a bookshop meeting a diverse range of customers in either career mode below well, i already read that kind of um, you will need to use two hands to operate the typewriter to make words with. So as you're having a great time, remember to look after yourself and take breaks. If you start to feel tired. Oh, 
Sports room scale too. I like walking around the room while I play VR. Uh, my mom's here. One's oh, there. sorry, hi, Steve's mom. Are you talking? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wash machine. Yeah, I'll I'll start again. Wait, close the door. Close the door. All right. Bye, Steve's mom. That's that's my mom. Just telling me uh, the laundry is is done. Good. Uh, okay, so I'm looking. They got a few games on on their thing. On their any on PlayStation site. Doesn't look like it. Mm, that doesn't bode well. Buy on Steam on PS PC. Buy on Steam. Download free on Itch.io. They got a VR game. Hmm. Download from Itch.io. So doesn't look like it. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Steve, I know you don't have a VR, but I got to ask. Yeah. Is Paper Jam from Ottawa Base Team Monster Games on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. That is it we for help, Wish. Oh. We help them out. We help out the devs. That's the whole point, right? That is the point. That's what we're trying to do here. Um. Yes, the goal of this segment, as we all know, is to appease the almighty Gaben and the Steam algorithm that craves blood and sustenance every day. <laughs> and we try to make sure some of that blood comes via Canadian game devs. That's a weird one. I don't know about that one. I'm going to work on that one, too. It's not, along <laughs> it's with like, the intro. <laughs> like, do we like cut ourselves and just feed Steam? No, the blood is like, the blood is the content. That's the blood. Hmm. And some of that blood we want to be Canadian content getting consumed because that helps out Canadian developers. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Steve. doesn't work for me, but all right. <laughs> it's time of the week where we like to talk about things that we talked about on Discord via text between the two of us via speech on this podcast. Anything else <laughs> jump out at you in the Discord discussions this past week? Not really. I was kind of looking through it. Um... You know, we talked about Ratchet and Clank because that got the June first. No, seven. Nope. June first. June ish. June. It's in June. PS five um, exclusive. Justifying my purchase. Little, June eleventh. Was a little later than I think people were kind of thinking. Yeah, it was for me, anyways. Right. Also, it's, like it's June eleventh. I was right with the one. There was just another one. Because this basically means out of Horizon, Gran Turismo. And God of War, one of those games is not making it. Because you're not releasing those three games in the last, like, five months of the year. Hmm. <laughs> like, in July, August. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like it's God of War because they haven't shown anything of God of War. Oh, that'll also take the longest, too, I'd imagine. Yeah. Because Horizon is a PS4 game. I yes. feel like that's a given. And also, they've been... Horizon Zero Dawn is, like, from 2016. 17. 17. Um, and then, uh, Gran Turismo, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like God of War is like that then. That's what, that's when Ratchet and Clank was announced for June. That's when I was like, Oh, one of those games not coming out. <laughs> I'm so excited for Ratchet and Clank. Steve, that's one of my favorite series. It's like a PS5 exclusive exclusive. So like it'll hopefully use the technical ways, which is like the flipping back and forth between dimensions over the same level instantaneously isn't that what the medium does is that like the new gimmick is that the whole point of the ssds yeah i think so that's what that's what they even said because the medium was announced like long time ago i think it's like an early 360 game or maybe even a ps2 game um and then they basically probably part pr but like maybe there's some truth in it where they basically said it wasn't what they wanted to do wasn't possible in the old consoles it wasn't until xbox and stuff where they're you can just like flip back and forth like very easily um thanks to the ssd i guess mm. uh where is it development, development release 
They originally planned to release the Xbox on Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii U in 2012, originally mm-hmm. for the medium. So, um, which I need to get back to. But yeah, I think that's going to be the the new thing. Like, how can we take these like no loading situations into like into greater effect? Like, think about like games that kind of always had like a light and dark world mm-hmm. kind of thing to it. Like Metroid Prime Two did, Legend of Zelda, or um, Link to the Past did. And now Ocarina it's of like time you, had like present day the, and the, the past. past and future. Yeah. yeah. And, and always in these games, you had to go to a specific spot to like kind of trigger going to the next, to the other world. Right. And now mm-hmm. you don't really need to do that. So Ratchet and Clank looks sweet. I only really played the PS4 one. So I'm, I'm excited. Good. Me too. Um, what's the six days in Fallujah, Steve? I don't know what this is. Oh, you don't actually know what this one is? I, I heard people on Twitter talking about it, and I know what Fallujah, the city where the U.S. killed a bunch of civilians, is. But <clears throat> yeah, so I'm interested in your taking this because you're you're much more political and anti-war than anyone I've really ever met. Um, <laughs> Six Days in Fallujah was a game that was going to come out by Konami in like, uh, man, like twenty, like pretty early, like twenty. 9 10 ish like three it was going to be like a 360 game or whatever konami like with kojima or konami like a different team no konami i think just kind of konami okay um and it was only it was set like you know the fluja like that 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 battle or whatever happened in 2005 or 6 or something and so it, it drew controversy because basically it was like you're making this game like you know four or five years after it actually took place mm-hmm. and i think it was going for a more kind of realistically kind of feel into it, not like a Call of Duty sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they scrapped it. It was, but the game was apparently like pretty much done. And then hmm. Konami was like, ah, this isn't worth the fucking, the bullshit that we'll have to go through trying to justify making a game based off a, an event. A bunch of people died and got murdered and war crimes and all that shit from three years ago. And it basically just, I guess, died. And then now a studio is kind of coming back. And I don't think it's Konami, and, and releasing it. Um, and it's kind of like it, if you watch the trailer, it's pretty fluff. Like they talk about how they got like actual Marines to come in and sort of be like, give their take on it and all the stuff that happened. I guess it's specifically the second battle of Fallujah over the span of six days in November, 2004, according to Wikipedia. Um, and the trailer, they're, they're going for a more realistic look to it. Um, but I mean, if you haven't, uh, I don't really have a strong opinion about it because like, I don't for like, if you look at this, like battle, like we have how many games on world war two, how many games on Vietnam, all these things. And like, Dozens. there's documentaries, there's movies, there's books. actually, we don't get, we don't get many, many games about Vietnam as much no, as don't. world war two and modern warfare, I guess now in quotes. Yeah, I guess. World War Two is like the definitive like good versus evil. Like no one really kind of argues the Nazis aren't the bad guys in every single situation. Yeah, it wasn't like a uh, it wasn't like a good versus evil for me. It was like an evil versus eviler. Like if I mm-hmm. had to pick a side to lose between the United States and Nazi Germany, of course I'd pick Nazi Germany. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the last one where you're like, okay, that that side should have lost. Yeah. So. The thing, the reason why this kind of got controversial is like just how close it was. But it's kind of like how many books 
come out, how many documentaries come out, how many films um, and things like that. Like I, I never really kind of gave that argument too much uh, validity. Cause it's just like, no, like these events are going to get like, we, it was like a year before a nine 11 movie kind of came out or whatever. And of course people always like the survivors of all these things always like write their own books and stuff like that. And there's obviously, you know, profit from that. So I never really kind of gave that sort of argument too much validity, but mm-hmm. if you watch the trailer, I'd be interested to hear what you think about it. If you watch the trailer, cause it is just basically, it's obviously going to be one sided. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's uh it's a game that's now coming out in 2021. It's first person shooter. It's, uh, they say it's going to be tactical. Game was announced to be back in development. Highwire games consisting of former Halo and Destiny game developers. Uh, it's coming to PC and console in late 2021. And then they talk about like development and stuff like that. But I don't know. That was just like something that I kind of... Shortly after the announcement of the game, Six Days was met with criticism by war veterans from the United Kingdom as well as the British pre- pressure group Stop the War Coalition. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't think... I don't think there's really uh, like a good time to like release these things anyways. Like there's still World War II vets. And I, and apparently like when um, Steven Spielberg made uh what the hell was this World War II movie? Steven Pryor Ryan. Steven Pryor Ryan. He showed it to like people who were, on, were at D-Day and stuff like that. Um, he had like a private screen for that. So I never like, I always kind of found that like argument kind of silly to be honest. And like Black Hawk Down came out like two, two years after that incident or no, mm-hmm. sorry. It was, it came out during, sorry, no Black Hawk Down was based off the 90, the early nineties war, but it came out during like the early days of the Iraq war, the second one part two. Um, I don't know. So that's just, I thought it was just worthy of discussion, but if you haven't watched the trailer, I feel like I've rambled on. This uh, this Polygon piece by Charlie Hall starts, those looking for a critical critical perspective on the Iraq war should probably steer clear of six days in Fallujah. So that probably, that's probably all It's going to be completely one-sided. They talk about in the trailer how they got, um, oh, actually here, the team of Atomic Games interviewed over 70 individuals composed of the returning U.S. Marines, Iraqi civilians, Iraqi insurgents, war historians, and senior military officials and learned the psychological complexity of the battle. So I mean, did you ever play? Um, oh, what was that? Uh, what was that game where you fucking launched white phosphorus on people? Uh, Spec Ops: The Line. Spec Ops: The Line. So I guess you did play it. Did you play? Yes, it? yes, I yeah. did. What did you think of it? Yes, the U.S. are the bad guys. The Empire should never have entered the Middle East and tried to do all the things they did there. And yeah, it was as far as war game first person war games go i thought it was one of the better ones yeah i loved it. yeah i thought it was awesome there's um, a good book i read about that by walt williams called significant zero he was the lead writer on spec ops line he talks about it's more like a, a uh, like a self autobiography from like his life leading up to making that game which i think he might consider to be like his best written game but mm-hmm. um yeah it's uh yeah don't buy six days in fluja if you haven't played um spec ops line just go buy that or don't buy anything and enjoy your time <laughs> or just become a patron of canadiangames.com so uh this game director says that quote we are not trying to make political commentary end quote yeah that so that's what came out like today huh and it's just like <laughs> it's 
It's like uh, I remember you and I had a discussion because what was there was a there was a studio that said that that's just like the throwaway line, right? Because they don't want to like. Yeah, that's what Ubisoft. When when someone asks Ubisoft, "Hey, Far Cry Five takes place in the Midwestern United States with like a rogue white nationalist faction." um in 2016 or 17 is that commenting at all about u.s politics I'm like no of course not we're not making a political game we're not making and it's like oh, okay you're you're stupid you're actually a stupid person talking to the press right now and it's like so obvious what they're doing without doing it anywho yeah don't buy uh six days of fallujah or whatever watch a video essay on it in my opinion that's probably what i'll do mm, i might mm. if it gets good reviews i might i don't know we'll see we'll see Awesome. What do you play this past week, Steve? Uh, I started Death Stranding, which mm. uh, that game is completely bullshit. Mm-hmm. I I hate Kojima's like storytelling. Like I just I can't deal with how long it takes him <laughs> to stretch. Like he, this world is actually like super interesting, mm-hmm. but they just start dropping acronyms and stuff and confusing things. And I'm just like, I, I really hate it when, um, when you're like thrust into this world, that's not like our world, you know, like it, there's different rules and different things. Fucking death stranding has like invisible monsters. Mm-hmm. I hate it when you're thrust into this world and then there's no like stupid character or there's no character that's supposed to be you who gets everything explained to them. It like takes time to explain things, and I, I played I played Death Stranding for like I don't know three hours, and there's just so much shit. I'm just like, I, this none of this makes sense at all. And pe- I I was like joking about it on Twitter, and people were like, "Oh, you got to play. They'll explain it." I'm like, I don't have time to fucking <laughs> wait for Kojima to tell like give me thirty hours to explain this shit. Like no. it's going to. If I beat this game, it's going to take me three months to beat it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. I've already lost interest. Like I want to play it because I'm an idiot and I have like three percent of the trophies, so I got to play more. Mm-hmm. But he's totally lost me on on like the world and story because they're just it's just like oh the BTS game blah 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 and like this guy is going to necro something and leave I never figured out what BT stands for. Oh really? It's not even explained. I it probably is. There's like 2,000 emails and text entries and everything you could read through if you wanted. I just didn't. Oh, my God. And then all I did was I just carried... I, you left a spoiler. I guess it's... A, I don't know. Is it, a spoiler for the first two hours of Death Stranding? Yeah, so you you wrote in Discord is like the intro is basically when you drop your mom off the incinerator. <laughs> and when I read... I, I clicked it. I read it. And I was I thought you were joking. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> That's all I've done is just walk <laughs> across the world and just drop my mom off the burner. Yes. And then there's like these oil whales that come in or something like, oh. Oh, those oil whales are key, Steve. They'll be back. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I'm sure this game eventually makes sense, but I don't have the lifestyle to fucking give Kojima 40 hours of my time for him to tell me about his stupid. It took me 47. United States. 47. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I am, like, intrigued to play more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, my God, this fucking, fucking Kojima, man. Like, this is the first game you make after a decade and a half of 
of Metal Gear Solid games. Like, mm-hmm. this is the bullshit that you fucking come up with. Like, <laughs> you could you you decided to make this super confusing. Like, it didn't need to be. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, my, my girlfriend was extremely unimpressed with the character of um, Fragile. Who's one of the there's there's like three female characters. One's fragile, and uh, her like minor spoilers for the character of fragile in 2019's Death Stranding. But her whole thing is like she can't. Um, her her skin is like burned because of the rain, and there's like this really drawn out scene where like the bad guy like strips her down to her underwear and makes her like her white underwear and makes her like run through the rain. <laughs> And then the other character is Mama, and she is a mom and wants this BT baby thing. Anyway, the two female characters of note in Death Stranding are incredibly stupid. And you would think it's a one-off, but after, like, Quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five, who who is, a, like, a bikini sniper, so the recoil, boob physics, and then she can't talk, and she has to be in a bikini because... She breathes through her skin and then there's a scene where like she gets to the tarmac and it's raining and she like drops down on the ground and like rolls around in it. Like those are my, those are the three female characters I've seen in Kojima games. Cause I haven't played a whole lot and I really don't like, it's to the point where like, like, I don't know people say he's trying to be artsy or whatever. Like, no, I think he just is incompetent and just cannot write or conceive of an in a normal female, ca- not even normal kid. I feel like, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Just like, these, these are the only female characters I've seen of his brain and they are awful and embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like big boss. And so I have to like, I would want to replay these. Cause when I played the other Malgus, all the other Malgus all games, I was like under the age of 18, mm-hmm. but big boss or boss, the boss in Metal Gear Solid, like the ultimate soldier mm-hmm. is is a woman um, in Metal Gear Solid 3, and she's like fucking awesome, and mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 3 from 2005 or whatever. She's a hero, like she's, she does the sacrifice play. Like she basically has to like become a traitor in the eyes of America, but actually like saves the world. And it's like a super awesome like character. Mm-hmm. So I know what you're saying, like the couple of games you've played, but Meryl in Metal Gear Solid 1, I think, is also legit. Like she's just sort of, I think she's someone's daughter, but I think she's just like a soldier. There's also the sniper fox lady from Metal Gear Solid 1 who um, I think is sort of just like quiet but not sexualized. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like she's just a good sniper, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, I guess, but like I see what you're saying certain characters are just really fucking stupid it's but, it's yeah, a, Death, it's embarrassing Death Stranding man I'm, I'm just like I I don't uh, it's just annoying and like I don't know I was just like teasing about it on Twitter but I got some like not like not nasty but I got some like replies where it's just like you need to play more and I'm like no you don't no I don't I don't like when you're like there's so many good examples right like when you're watching Star Wars Luke Skywalker is a fucking idiot and Obi-Wan has to like tell him everything and you're not like lost when you're playing it cuz you're or when you're watching it cuz you're just like you're you're gained told by like the typical you know wise old man or whatever but like there's a character you can relate to and then in Death Stranding there's no one that I can 
like latch onto to fucking figure out because no one's explaining things. I'm just <laughs> like, what is going? Like, why is the rain even like poisonous? I don't understand it. Like, there's invisible creatures like 20 minutes into this game, like, mm-hmm. and they don't. Uh, I'm just like, oh my god. And it's like he's like, oh, I can't see them. I can sense them. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, are you gonna play more? I want to play more because I have three percent of the trophies. That is like eighty percent of the reason why I'm going to play. Okay. Okay. But we'll see. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I was actually I had some time to play some games today, and I looked looking at my PS5, and I saw it, and I was just like, eh, <laughs> like I don't really want to play this. So, talk to me about the that. second game, though, Steve. Hybroxia Two. Yes. So, um, Canadian developer from Guelph, I think, right? We, Lily Moe in Guelph, Ontario. Yeah. Lily Moe. Um, sequel, obviously, to Hybroxia. It's a it's a class classic looking sort of twin stick shooter um space shooter and kind of um it's it's actually like a lot of fun my only and you know it's got all the the tropes or whatever you know there's pretty interesting bosses and it's like twitch shooter like um and you use the right analog to aim and there's different power-ups and all this stuff and you level up and or you you buy upgrades and shit like that the one thing though i'll say is there's two cool things, or there's two things. One's cool, one's meh. The one cool thing is that the game actually has like different paths. So like, a, the first level has two different bosses, and when you kind of find how to get to each of the boss, it splits up and sort of similar to like Star Fox sixty four and like other kind of games where it's like there's now like two different paths in the world. So like there's Planet two A and two B that you have to beat. And I think they do this. So there's different reasons to play replay levels. And I think they do this because the game is like really fucking difficult. Like I'm getting like stomped in this game and I've had to kind of grind and like buy upgrades to level up my spaceship thing. And I think it kind of works. It's, it works a little bit. Okay. Because of the different paths and the levels and the different like sort of reasons to replay in terms of not just like getting credits, but just like rescuing people and finding different paths. But like, I'm like an hour in and like, I can't get past the third world. I had to like, that's when I had to like go back and kind of get new power ups. And I barely got to the third world because the game is just like really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, it's like artificially hard, right? Because as soon as you get some power ups, like when I replayed the first level, I was like storming through it because I already had like a few power ups and stuff. So it's not hard because of maybe I'm just shitty at these games as well. But it's it's much more difficult than I remembered, and way more difficult than the first one. That's for sure. Okay, you liking it? Um, I'm liking it a lot. It's good, and on Switch, it runs really well. It sounds really awesome. It looks like really crisp and clean because I because the past games I of his I played on Vita. And, you know, as much as I love the Vita, the Switch is, like, a more powerful, better system with a better screen. No, the OLED's better, in my opinion. But if you didn't have the OLED Vita, then, yeah, it's probably about mm, the same as the Switch. Which one do I have? No, I have, I, have the sec- I have the Vita, too. Then you have the LED shit screen. Yeah. Um, But it's also bigger. Like, the Switch That's screen true. is bigger, right? That's true. Because uh, we talked about this with Darkest Dungeon, where it's just, like, playing Darkest Dungeon on Vita <laughs> is, like... It's tough. Pretty, pretty hard, because it's such a small screen with so much real estate. Uh, needed but hybroxia 2 is a lot of fun it's really really good i forget when it comes out did it has it already come out i believe so because we got codes we should message that or i got a code february 3rd it was out okay cool so it's good. i would recommend i would recommend picking it up and i think i, I think i saw on twitter too hybroxia or on our discord hybroxia one is like really cheap right now um 
So I'd recommend maybe picking that up. And then if you like that, check out Roxy too. So it's good. Excellent. What about you? What have you been playing? I don't, um, I don't think I played anything. Oh. Yeah. Well then. We're good making games, Steve. <laughs> how is, how I is played a lot of my game. That's what I'll you say. Had a, you had the demo this week, Yeah, right? we, we had the last? Steam demo. We got a couple hundred wish lists, which was nice. Some feedback. Uh... Yeah, I've been doing a lot of bug testing, so I've played a lot of the game we're working on, and oh, I guess I played some Apex, but no one wants to hear me talk about Apex anymore. New season's cool. Played the new fighter for like one match, and he can stack grenades, which there's a feature you used to be able to have, and they took out, and I like grenades, but I still like caustic more. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a grenade spammer. Yeah, it like barely too. works, right? It's like, but when it does, you feel pretty good feel when that fire really comes out and you see the numbers come up. Yeah, it's like, it's like crack, crack. Uh, it's good. Anyway, yeah, that's a uh, please wish list sentience on Steam. <laughs> uh, Are you done? I gotta get Heather to do it. But yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all I've been doing, Steve. Maybe, maybe sometime in March, I'll play some games again. True. A nice sure. pregnant pause. That's it for episode 177 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep doing what we're doing, we have Patreon. Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Back us there to get early access to the show. I stuttered. Back us there to get early access to the show. A special channel on our Discord. Uh, And if you back us at $5 or higher per month at our credited Patreon tier, we'll put your name at the end of every episode like these amazing, beautiful people. Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas Azorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixel Knots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. It's right down there. Scroll up a little. No, like pull the screen up a little bit. Hit the, hit the number. Hit the writer review. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts but you have some feedback, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com or just hop on our Discord, chat it up. Yeah, Steve, you're two for three in sports. Any other sports you want to lock in this week for any compulsive gamblers at home? Like me? Yes. Um, I've never actually gambled on sports. You should. Yeah. How's Toronto yeah. doing? I've been getting a lot of free fries. Yeah, they're still not doing that great, though. And they lost to the Timberwolves, which uh, is quite bad. What about hockey? How's right Toronto now? doing? I think the Maple Leafs are actually doing really well. Oh, so they're going to get to game seven of round one and get killed by Boston again. Hells yeah! Awesome. They're they're currently winning two one against Ottawa at the end of the first period. So is Ottawa still bad? Uh, to be honest, I don't follow hockey that much. I think mm. I get a little. I get in the groove of hockey, and I'm mm. like, this is good. And then, and then I'm just like, eh, fuck eh. this sport. <laughs> These people. <laughs> Agreed. For no real reason. I just like. I'm just. I'm not as big into hockey. So I don't know. Bet on. Uh, don't bet on the Leafs. How about that? Don't bet on the Leafs. Always a safe bet, especially in the playoffs. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Two meters. And, uh, yeah, see you next week. Bye. Doesn't mm. Valve treat its employees pretty well? Like, Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. You trust trust no one. Trust no one, man. Fucking see some good in the world already, dude. Someday, someday. <laughs> Allegedly.